Hey, good to see you here. You are currently listening to Inspire Church Metro Manila. We are one church in multiple locations, and we exist to inspire people to fulfill their God-given potential. We are so glad that you're tuning in right now. Welcome home. Learn more about us by visiting inspiremetro.live. Lean in and enjoy. Welcome to Inspire Church. We are on part four of our series, Are We There Yet? And we've been going through the book of Revelation. And so I'm so glad that you are here today. It's going to be a good Sunday, man. It's been a great week so far, continuing to be a great Sunday. Come on now. The Los Angeles Lakers are the world champions, finally, after so many years. Come on now, L.A. all day. The real L.A., not the Clippers, the Lakers. I know you are a bunch of haters. Okay, back, back to church, back to church. But it's an amazing week. Yesterday we had our Day of Faith Day. My voice cracked right there. Day of Faith. And I'm praying, man, that so many miracles happen, so many healing, so many revelation. If you have a story, if you have a testimony of your time during Day of Faith, I want to invite you to message us. Tell us what happened. Tell us some healings. Tell us some restorations. We would love to know. Come on, type in the chat if you were part of the Day of Faith. Type in there I was part of it and also I want you to know this me and my wife man we miss you we love you and I know we haven't been in an in-person service but hopefully soon come on right hopefully soon and look if you're new to Inspire Church Metro Manila we would really love to get to know you we might not be able to physically see you but hey we could go on zoom or something we've got a welcome party yes welcome party October 29th and this is for everybody who is new to the Inspire family online or in person or wherever. We would love to see you, right? I mean, we also got our community in Inspire Manila, Inspire Bacolod, Inspire CDO. So just a reminder, if you want to be part of that, let us know. Sound good? And so we've been looking at just the book of Revelation. And we've been focusing on chapter 2 and 3 where the Apostle John writes to seven churches he's in exile in the island small island of Patmos you know ready to die his old age but I love it that God Jesus spoke to him and told him hey you're not done oh that's some that's for somebody right now you're not done I still got some work for you it doesn't matter your age and we've been looking at the churches and every church we saw that Jesus is speaking to says hey look there's something that you are doing great but there's something that you got to correct and we keep learning this, right? That, that correction is not rejection. Correction is redirection. If you don't like correction, then you don't like growth. Because you need correction to grow. And so we saw these churches, Ephesus, they were loveless. Um, Pergamum was compromised. Thyatira was corrupted. Sardis was too comfortable. Laodicea. I, actually, Sardis was too comfortable. Maybe you're too comfortable right now, right? You didn't, hindi pa ka naligo. Right, no, just kidding. But Laodicea was complacent. And I love that God lovingly corrected them because He wanted them to go back to their full potential. And so this is the, the last two churches. We're looking at the last two churches, which is Smyrna and Philadelphia. The great thing about these two churches was they had nothing wrong. 
Like Jesus doesn't write to them and says, hey, you did this, you do this, stop doing this. In actuality, these two churches, Jesus writes to them through John and says, man, you are amazing. Keep going. Don't give up. You guys are doing great. And, and there's no rebuke. There's no nothing. And so what we're going to be doing today is we're going to look at these two churches and say, hey, how do we become like them? How do we become like them? How do we make sure that we, 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 we start strong and we finish strong? Come on, somebody. And so the title of this message, if you're taking notes, the title of this message, I'm excited for this title. title of this message is Unshakable. Come on now. Unshakable. Listen to me. Listen to me. Unshakable doesn't mean you don't feel the shake. Unshakable doesn't mean that you don't get afraid of the shake. Unshakable simply means this, no matter what is shaking in my life, I am still standing firm, I am still standing strong, because unshakable means unmovable. And so maybe you feel like running away, maybe you feel like, you know, just trying to get away, maybe you feel like, like, like it's so hard to stand strong or stand firm. No, 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 you are called to be unshakable. You guys ready? Somebody in the chat box type unshakable, unshakable, unshakable. Let's pray. Lord, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that we will step in to that calling to be unshakable. That no matter what is trying to shake us, no matter what is trying to hold us down, no matter what is trying to bring us down, that we will be unmovable in your name, Lord God. So I pray that you help me to preach, Lord God. I pray that this is not just something we watch, but this is something we experience. So Lord, Lord, have your way. Speak to everybody watching, everybody listening, every house, Lord God. Bless them, Lord. We love you and we need you. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, we all type amen, 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 amen. Come on, air five somebody, fist bump, elbow bump, head bump. Do, do what you got to do. <laughs> unshakable, unshakable. See, I was born and raised in Los Angeles. That's why I'm a Laker fan. I'm not a bandwagon fan. I've been a Laker fan till I was, right? I popped out of my mom and I said, go Lakers, right? And in Los Angeles, we are used to earthquakes. Like we get earthquakes all the, ever since we were in kindergarten, we were always taught what to do in an earthquake. Like we would have earthquake drills and so the teacher would say drop and everybody would go under their desk and it would be something that we learned. It was just something normal. So whenever there was an earthquake in our city or in our area, whenever there was an earthquake, we'd just be like, oh, earthquake. Whoa, that's pretty cool because we would have it like multiple times a month. And then I remember it was about 1990. When was that big earthquake in Manila? 1990-something. You guys weren't born yet in no. production team or babies, right? I forgot when it was, but I was here in vacation. I, I, forgot, I think I was 14 or 13 or something like that. And I remember sitting outside, you know, being, you know, uh, immersed into the Philippine country, right? And, and, and I was just, right? And I was there with my uncle. And all of a sudden, it was one of the biggest earthquakes I ever felt. It was like a 6.5, I think it was, right? And, and it was just shaking. And while we were sitting there, it was interesting because as the earth started shaking, it was like, right? Sorry if you have vertigo, right? I'm just making it worse, right? It was a huge earthquake. And I remember on the street, I could remember it so vividly, in the street, there were people running. Like they were running. And I now, thinking about it, 
what, what, why were they running? Like, listen to me. You can't outrun an earthquake because the earth is shaking, right? That's why it's called earthquake, right? And I remember they were running and they were trying to get away, but there is nowhere to get away from an earthquake. See, I bring this up because sometimes life is shaking. Sometimes there are things in our lives, circumstances, emotional issues, career issues, relational issues that shake us up. Come on, somebody. And if we are not prepared and if we don't know, once it starts shaking, the automatic response, maybe for you because it's like me, the automatic response is I got to get away. I got to run. But I need you to understand you can't outrun a shake. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And so today, my job and my goal is this, that when life shakes, you still stay unshakable. You're not going to panic. You're not going to run. You're not going to try to do something that has no effect, that you will stand your ground and say, no, 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 because God is for me. I will stand where God has called me. Come on, somebody in the chat box type, amen, amen, amen. So we're looking at two churches, Smyrna and Philadelphia. Smyrna in Revelation chapter 2, verse 8 to 11. Let me read you the scripture. It says this. Write this letter to the angel of the church in Smyrna. This is the message from the one who is the first and the last. That's Jesus, who was dead but is now alive. I know, I know about your suffering and your poverty, but you are rich. Listen to me. He's saying, look, I know what's going on. I know what you're going through. I know about your suffering. I know about your poverty, but you are rich. I know the blasphemy of those opposing you. They say they are Jews, but they are not because their synagogue belongs to Satan. More, and it goes in verse 10. Don't be afraid of what you are about to suffer. The devil will throw some of you into prison to test you. You will suffer for 10 days. But if you remain faithful, somebody say remain faithful. If you remain faithful, even when facing death, I will give you the crown of life. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand that he is saying to the churches, Whoever is victorious will not be harmed by the second death. That's the letter to Smyrna. Smyrna, let me give you some context. And I love doing this. You know, we're, we're making sure that this is not just a motivational message. You know what I mean? Like, well, this is biblical and this is where we're getting the principles from. Smyrna was a, a real city. It was a coastal port city. It was a very prosperous city. It was the center. It was known as the center of learning and culture. Right? And, and so the people here were not just, you know, flashy and, and you know, dressed nice. They were, they, they, they were smart. Come on now. Like they knew things. In a sense, Smyrna was known as the glory of Asia. Woo! Hey, listen to me. That's my prayer for us Philippines right now, right? That we become what we were known to be, right? The pearl of Asia, right? That we're not the glory of Asia, but we give God the glory in Asia. Come on now. And... and this was a rich city. It was rich. It was prosperous. It, was, it had all the trade because of the nice harbor. They even had the most famous wines. Come on, right? And, and, and it, it, it was a beautiful place. But the thing was this. The church, Smyrna, the church of Smyrna, it, though it was in a rich city, it was in poverty. 
It was poor. It was a small little church. And it, it was, it was, they were suffering because they couldn't find the right jobs. They were suffering because they couldn't get the right opportunities. And Jesus says to them, hey, look, 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 I know what you're going through. But I need you to understand that you're rich. And I was doing some research. Why were they poor in a rich city? Because why? Because they stood their ground. They didn't want to do things in corruption. They didn't want to worship Caesar to find more doors or more openings or more opportunities. You had to worship Caesar. You had to hail Caesar so that you could get the right jobs. But they said, no, no, no. I know even though we do the right thing, it may feel like we get the wrong thing. But doing the right thing is the right thing. And so this is what Jesus says, man, I, I love you guys. I'm so thankful that you didn't get tempted uh, to try to, you know, find the right opportunities by selling out in your integrity, selling out in your character. And then it says here, right, he goes, hey, look, I know you look poor. I know you're kind of poor. The city's poor. I mean, your church is poor, but you're rich. Matthew 6, 19 says, don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, listen to me, wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. And so you could totally see that their desire was Jesus. Come on now, I know there's people watching right now, your desire is Jesus. Type in the chat, that's me, that's me, right? Your desire is Jesus. Second church is this, and I'll give you more context. It's the church of Philadelphia. Philadelphia is known as brotherly love, right? The city of brotherly love. And it was known for that because the, the founder of Philadelphia loved his brother so much, right? And that's why they called it that. And it says here in verse 7, chapter 3, it says, Write this letter to the angel of the church in Philadelphia. This is the message from the one who is holy and true, Jesus, the one who has the key of David. What he opens, no one can close. And what he closes, no one can open. I know all the things you do. Remember that? That saying in the other churches? It's like, I know all the things you do, but that was a bad statement. Like, I know, I, I, I know you're holy, holy Lord, but I know what you really do. <laughs> but this is totally different. He says, I know all the things you do, and I have opened the door for you that no one can close. You have little strength, yet you obeyed my word and did not deny me. Look, I will force those who belong to Satan's synagogue, those liars who say they are Jews but are not, to come and bow down at your feet. They will acknowledge you that you are the ones I love because you have obeyed my command to persevere. I will protect you from the great time of testing that will come upon the whole world to test those who belong to this world. I'm coming soon. Hold on to what you have so that no one will take away your crown. All who are victorious will become pillars in the temple of my God, and they will never, never have to leave it. See, this city, the brotherly love city, is the same thing. They were going through pains just like Smyrna. But the thing here was they were also holding on to their integrity. They were holding on to their character. It says here that, man, like, I know you feel, I know you feel weak. I know it feels like your strength is low. But I know, I know that you're, you are strong because you have been obeyed. And this is what Jesus is saying. He goes, look, 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 I'm so proud of you. 
I'm so proud of you that you are obeying me even though it's hard. Come on, somebody. Hey, my production team, you guys with me, right? I know that you, I know it's hard, but I'm so thankful. Philadelphia was also, if, if Smyrna had the ports, Philadelphia had all the highways. And there were so many opportunities, so many things to do, so many things to, to accomplish. But this church was saying, I will not sell out. I will not compromise. I will keep the faith. I'm not going to worship that God so I could just get more opportunities. I'm not going to deny Jesus so I could get more jobs. I'm going to stand strong and do what I believe. Come on now. Somebody say amen. And so Jesus commends them. I need you to know Jesus commends many of you. So many of you, Jesus is saying, man, I love you guys. I'm so proud of you. I know you're standing up. I know you're being vocal. I know you're sharing this to your friends and family to tune in. I know. But there's some of us. Come on now. I say us because that's me sometimes. Or maybe many times. Right? There's some of us here where we, we, we feel the shakes. The earth is shaking. We lost the job. A relationship messed up. Our confidence is lost. Our confidence is shaking. Things are not going according to plan. How about this? You kept praying and praying and praying and believing. But it didn't happen the way you wanted it to happen. So now you're not sure. You're afraid to give a testimony. You're afraid to tell on Facebook, I love Jesus. Because when you thought you were strong, you, maybe you fell. So now you're saying, man, I don't know what to do. I want you to understand that you can be unshakable. You can be unshakable. For some of you, I need you to know, you can be unshakable again. Right, right, right. So how do I make sure I live unshakable? So I can hold on to an unshakable victory. Come on now. I don't care what's shaking around me. I don't care what's going on. I, you know, we have this saying, but I'm not going to say it here because I don't know if it's a bad word, right? I know it's COVID season, but I don't care, right? I, I don't care because that does not mean my God has stopped being who he is. That he still will bless me. He still will give me opportunities. He still will guide me. He still will strengthen me. So how do I stay unshakable? You guys ready? Come on. My voice keeps going. Because I'm excited, right? I'm, I'm excited. What did you say? Oh, bring it in. <laughs> she's, she's going like this. Bring it in, right? She got some attitude, right? I like that. I like that. Bring it in. So how do I, how do I get that unshakable victory? These are some statements you got to hold on to. You ready? Principles you need to hold on to. You got to hold on to it. You got you to train yourself to say it. You got to train yourself to live it. You got to train yourself to believe it. The first thing that we learn from the church of Smyrna in Philadelphia is this. We got to make sure you keep your hands up. Woo. Keep your hands up. Type in the chat, keep your hands up. Keep your hands up. Or brace yourself. He says here, don't be afraid of what you're about to suffer. I love that. He didn't say don't be afraid that you're suffering. He said don't be afraid what you're about to suffer. In other words, Jesus is saying, uh, by the way, you're going to suffer. <laughs> right? The devil will throw some of you into prison. But if you remain faithful, even when facing death, I will give you the crown of life. First principle, keep your hands up. 
A couple of years ago, I was really into boxing, and maybe some of you know, and now I'm more into boxes of donuts. But before I was into <laughs> boxing, and I remember when, when, I was, when, when, when I was with the coach, right, and they teach you, they teach you to, to put your hands up. But the thing is, in the beginning, you're like, one, two, one, two. After, after a couple of rounds, you're tired. And automatically, right, I mean, keeping your hands up for how many minutes, right, while, while, while running around and all of this. And uh, after a while, your hands go down. You might, you might punch. You might throw a jab in a one-two. Oh, hey. Pacquiao, thank you for viewing, you know, inspiration, right? I love you. Praying for you, brother, right? PM me at Nolan Galito. Let's go. And what, what happens is sometimes you still throw the fight. I mean, you still throw the punch, but once you throw the punch, you put your hands down. And every time I put my hands down, my coach said, I don't want that to be a habit. So this is what he did. Once my hands go down, he hits me on the head. Because he said, if you don't want me to hit you in the head, keep your hands up. Ooh. I need you to understand, some of you are saying, man, I keep getting hit. I keep falling. I keep getting hurt. I keep going through all these issues. I need to ask you, are you just doing the motions or are you keeping your hands up? You got to keep your hands up. He says here, don't be afraid about what, what you're about to suffer. Sometimes when we, when we are afraid, we, we, we keep our hands down because we're trying to hold on. Oh, wug, wug, right? You're trying to hold on to something. But listen, listen. Jesus is telling you, keep your hands up. I need you to understand that suffering and trials are part of the Christian life. Jesus said, when you are about to suffer. If I'm in a boxing ring, I'm not going to be surprised if I get hit. Right? I remember sparring and this guy hit me hard right here in the liver, right? And he hit me. Or where's my liver? I don't know where my liver is. <laughs> and he hit me somewhere where my liver is, right? And I went down. I didn't tell him, Oi, bakit ginawa mo yan, huh? Anong problema mo? No, we are in a fight. Can I tell you this? You are not yet in heaven. And if you're not yet in heaven, that means you're still in a fight. There will be suffering in this world. There will be pain. And so when it comes, I'm not going to be surprised. I'm going to keep my hands up. Somebody say amen. amen. Hands up, I'm not going to be surprised. I'm going to be expecting blows. I'm going to be expecting issues. I'm going to be expecting problems. Well, oh, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I'm going to be expecting it. Another thing that I learned about keeping your hands up is a lot of times we hold it down because we get tired. And my coach taught me this. Listen, listen. He says this. Look, you're getting tired because you keep holding your breath. In other words, you get, you're getting tired because you keep holding it in. But breathing is not holding it in. It's also letting it out. I got a principle for you. Some of you, you know, you're throwing, you're going to church, you're worshiping, but you say, I'm tired, I'm tired. It's because you forgot to breathe. You forgot to allow things in and let things out. 
My question to you is this, what are you holding in? <laughs> what are you holding in? What are you holding in? And you got to understand that when your hands are up, it's only temporary. It's only temporary. He says here, you know, it's only going to be 10 days. In other words, it's just temporary. It's temporary. Please know it's temporary. Whenever the earthquake happens in physical life, listen, it goes away. It's not going to be like, right? Ano day month na? November ang grabe. November na. December pa. Nagsashake pa. Grabe to. No! It's temporary. Listen to me. Your destination is not to stay on earth. We've got a destination heaven bound. Come on now. Stay focused. Somebody say amen. Let's go. Second one is this. The second principle of living an unshakable victory is you got to follow through. <laughs> you got to follow through. It's one thing to keep your hands up, but this is a battle. You got to follow through. You got to follow through. He says here in Revelation 3.8, you obeyed my word and did not deny me. Verse 10, because you have obeyed my command to persevere. What did he say? Because you obeyed. It's not because you heard. It's not because you, were in, you, you, you listened. It's not because you just went to our Sunday's best online experience. It's because you obeyed what you heard. Listen to me. The strength comes from the follow through. The strength comes from the follow-through. Back to my boxing illustration. Man, I want to go boxing again, right? <laughs> and when I, when, when I was learning to box, the power is not in your fist. The power is not in your fist. If I throw a jab and a, and a straight, the power is not in my fist. The power is not in my arms. I could work out my arms all I want. I be, right? I could work it out. Why do you think bo boxers are not like bodybuilders? I'm going to box you. Usually they're, they're toned, right? They're skinny. Because the power is not on the fist. The power is not on the arm. The power is in the follow-through. It's not... If I'm just using my arm... <laughs> Please do not copy and paste that picture and turn it into a GIF. The power is in... The follow-through, it's in the hips, it's in the forward step, it's in the, I'm following through, I'm following through. When I follow through, there's more that I can reach, there's more power behind what I'm doing. Oh, you are asking yourself, I'm doing these things. I'm praying. I'm reading my Bible. How come I can't find the strength? I need you to know, stop just looking at what you do, but look at what you obey. What are you following through in? So many times I know this. This happens to me that you just have a moment with God. You just get a moment with God and you know what you're supposed to do. You know, like, alam ko na, Lord, pasensya na, bakit ginawa ko yan, <laughs> right? Does that sound like anybody? Or ako lang, right? You know. And they, they, oh, bakit, sige, sige, Lord. Sige, sige, Lord. <laughs> That's how I pray, right? Why, Lord? But the follow-through is the most important. Actually, making some steps to change. Jesus says, I see you. I see you. I see you. I see you. Woo. 
Jesus wants you to know he sees you. I see your follow through. I see your obedience. Matthew 7, 24, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise. I don't, listen to me, hear, hear my heart behind this. I don't care how many Bible verses you memorized. I don't care how many worship songs you know. What I care about is how many of those have you applied to your life. It's the follow through. And the last thing that we learn to have an unshakable victory is this. We got to say, I'll see you on the other side. We got to have that statement. I'll see you on the other side. Type it in the chat. See you on the other side. See you on the other side. It says here in Revelation 2.11, whoever is victorious will not be ashamed by the second death. In other words, when everything comes, the, 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 the second coming, and it goes, I know all the things you do, and I have opened the door for you that no one can close. I'll see you on the other side. So many times, so many times I focus on what door has closed that I forget to look for what door has opened. Sometimes I get so heartbroken and I, I get so frustrated and I, and I look at the door and I'm like, but God has a bigger view. I got this focused view, this, this tunnel vision, but God has a bird's eye view. He says, stop focusing on that door because you didn't realize that it, eventually it's going to lead to a place you never wanted to be. There's a, there's a way, there's an open door. I remember we were in a, a storm on a plane. It was a big storm and it was it was just we were going up in turbulence and right on the on the, on the speakers the the pilot or right right there's gonna be all this turbulence buckle up and all of a sudden the plane was like like it was so bad it was like lights were flickering right right and, and all the lawless just me like like I, right they're like praying and all of these things and it was crazy the and i was like oh my god my lola was like oh right and right we were praying and praying and after that storm we because remember the plane is not staying in the storm the plane is elevating and all of a sudden we get out of the clouds and it was clear sky In other words, on the other side was the clear sky. Life might be shaking. Storms might be coming. Issues might be happening. Darkness might be covering. But I need you to know that on the other side, there is blessing. On the other side, there is peace. On the other side, there is growth. On the other side, somebody in the chat box say, in the other side. I remember when Jesus tells his disciples, let's go to the other side. Jesus wants you to know that he wants to take you to the other side. He wants you to take you to the other side. I have this saying with my son. Saying with my son is, because uh, some, I mean, he's competitive like me. He's amazing and he loves, you know, doing good and doing well. So many times in his exams, he gets frustrated when he doesn't do well or he, he answers wrong. Like he gets frustrated. He's like, <sighs> right? And I, I don't know where he got that from definitely not me right when I get frustrated I sing to the Lord 
So we, learned, we, we created the saying because I want it to be ingrained in his life and in my family so that when he has kids, that saying will continue. And that saying will continue and continue and continue. The saying is simple. It's this. Hey, we could you, you, you probably messed up. You probably got it wrong. You might have even failed. But at least we learned. I need you. I need somebody. You're saying, man, but I messed up. I don't know if God can do this or loves me or helps me or will the opportunity will be there again. Hey, listen, listen, listen. You know what's on the other side? Hindsight is in the other side. Is that at least you learn. At least you learn. It might have been a hard lesson, but I realized the hardest lesson are the most memorable lessons. At least you learn. So God tells the church of Smyrna in Philadelphia, I'm so thankful for you. You're not compromising. That you continue to obey. You continue to keep your hands up. You continue to follow through. You continue to remind yourself that you're going to the other side. In other words, perseverance. <laughs> Obedience. And eternal perspective. That I know, I know, even though it might shake, it's not always going to shake. And I want to end you with this last story I was reading. And I'll just read it to you. And it's about this, this woman, Florence Chadwick. And it says this. It was a fog-shrouded morning, July 4, 1952, when a young woman named Florence Chadwick waded into, waded into the water of Catalina Island. She attended to be the first wo woman to swim the 21 miles from the island to the California coast. Long-distance swimming was not new to her. She had been the first woman to swim the English Channel in both directions. And so she jumps in. The water was numbing cold that day. The fog was so thick she could hardly see the boats in her party. Several times, sharks had to be driven away with rifle fire. She swam more than 15 hours before she asked to be taken out of the water. Her trainer tried to encourage her to swim on since they were so close to land. But when Florence looked, all she saw was fog. Imagine that. The water was numb and cold. There's sharks in the water. She can't even see the people around her. She can't even see where she's going. It's just fog. People were encouraging her, no, keep going. But no, she couldn't see, so she quit. And when they traveled, the shore she was less than one mile away she already swam 14 miles she was one mile away from her goal later she said I'm not excusing myself but if I could have seen the land I might have made it it wasn't the cold or fear or exhaustion that caused Florence Chadwick to fail it was not seeing where she was going Lord, I pray now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for those of us who are viewing right now who have lost sight of the goal, who have lost sight of your love, who have lost sight of your embrace, that we have been traveling this world and COVID and the pandemic and 2020 has made us lose sight of the point of life has made us lose sight of why we need to forgive maybe have made us lose sight of why we need to continue to love and we don't know what we're doing we don't know where we're going and we have lost some of us here we might have lost confidence 
focus, even trust in you, Lord. But I pray right now in the name of Jesus that though there may be fog, though there may be unseen, that we will realize that you are still there, that your embrace is still there, that your love is still there, that we might not see you, but you have never left us and you will never leave us. And so I pray right now, Lord, peace, comfort, courage, confidence. Holy Spirit, have your way now in every house in every screen, in every area, in Jesus' name. So maybe you're here and you're, right now, you're like Florence. You're in the middle of the ocean of doubt. You're in the middle of the ocean of regret. You're in the middle of the ocean of, of pain. And you want to give up. Because you're doing things by your own strength. You let your hands down and you're getting hit by the waves. You tried to do, but you never followed through. And you forgot what was on the other side. See, today I need you to see that behind that fog, because there is a fog, especially when you're going through stuff, it's hard to see. But behind that fog, Jesus is there. And he's actually who he calls himself to be he is our savior in other words in the middle of an ocean drowning he's our lifesaver life savior and so if you want to cry out to God if you want Jesus to be your Lord and your savior this is not about a religion I'm not asking you to change your religion or you know change this or that or convert I'm not even asking you to con convert I'm just asking you to cry out to Jesus and don't make him an idol or a, a genie or a good luck charm. Let's, let's make him who he is. Call him to be your savior, your friend, your Lord. And he'll forgive you of all your sins. And he'll remind you of the plans and purposes he has for your life. He has not thrown 2020 away. It's, it's October. You still got two months. Listen, he hasn't thrown it away. So don't you throw it away. So if you want Jesus in your life, would you pray this prayer with me? Would you say this with me? Would you say, Jesus, I'm in the storm. I feel like I'm drowning in the ocean. I can't see because of the fog. But right now, today, I trust because I hear you calling me. And so I reach out to you I surrender my life, be my Lord, be my Savior, forgive me of all my sins. Today's the day of my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. I'm excited. Hey, look, if you pray that prayer, come on real quick. Wherever you're at, if you're on our YouTube or our Facebook or our, on, uh, our online site, inspiredmetro.live, hey, would you just minimize the window real quick? Get in the chat box. Tell them, I, I pray that prayer. Come on now. I surrendered my life to Jesus. Hand emojis like this, right? Put it in there because that's the follow-through. It's one thing to do the action, but it's another thing to follow through. This is going to give you that breakthrough you've been praying for. We got a family who's going to pray for you, connect with you. Do that right now. Type in the chat. Come on now. Come on. Type in the chat. I love it. I love it. Hey, so once again, welcome to Inspire. 
If you're new here, let us know, inspiremetro.live. We got a, a swag bag for you, a gift for you. If you're outside of Metro Manila, we got a digital swag bag for you. And also, October 29th, welcome party. I'd love to know you, get to meet with you. Me and my wife are excited for you. We'll let you see my kids, my cat, my dog, and my gorilla. But hey, look, don't forget, fill out the site. We got also a couple of more service to go. Share the stream, let people know I got a message for them, unshakable. Hey, God bless you. If you prayed that prayer, let us know. Don't forget, follow through. We'll see you again soon. Love you. Thanks for joining us and for listening to Inspire Church Metro Podcast. Stay in the loop by checking inspiremetro.live.